Welcome to Get a Grip with Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Get a Grip podcast. I am Shane Bacon talking uh, my recent stream song trip. Had my buddy Ashton Woods, who was on the trip, comes on most of my golf trips with me. Um, never had him on the podcast before. And I'm going to tell you this. Stay till the end because we talked stream song and we talked about what's great about it. Had some stories from the golf trip. But on the back end, uh, we hit on just a few golfing stories. Uh, Ashton you know, Monday and into a corn fairy event back in his day, playing with Homa during uh, COVID at Papago and watching the extraordinary ball striking for Max over the weeks of that experience. So stay till the end. I promise it'll be worth your time. Before we get to the conversation, uh, good, exciting news on on my behalf, on our behalf, if you will. Ground Under Repair, which is the logo design company that I started with Kate Smith a couple of years ago, we just opened our store, which is very exciting because we've been working on it for months and months and months. And I must give a shout out to my wife, Cindy B, who's been crushing it. She did all of the kind of logistical stuff that I don't want to deal with and that I'd be terrible at. But check out our shop. We've got really cool prints for holidays in the shop. Great for the office and for your golf closet and room and basement and whatever the case may be. A lot of options there. We've got golf tees. We've got stickers. We're going to be adding more stuff over the coming months in the store. If you go to GUR Designs with an S, GURdesigns.com, and go to the shop tab on the website right there, um, you can buy things from us and we will send them to you and they'll be in good shape and you'll be excited about it. So if you're looking for holiday gift ideas or things like that, check that out. Speaking of holiday gift ideas, I wrote a children's golf book. I'm sure you've heard about this. Um, it's called The Golfer Zoo. It is a perfect gift for the parent in your life that you don't know what to buy for them, expecting parent, new parent, young kids that, you know, a niece, a nephew, things like that, that maybe are into golf or could be interested in golf. It's great for all of those people. And maybe just buy it for yourself. I mean, for goodness sakes, what better than a nice children's book on your bookshelf to confuse people, throw them off. Uh, the Golfer Zoo, you can get that at back9press.com slash bacon. It's also available on Amazon. If you're an Amazon person, I'd prefer you buy it on back9press.com. But if you want to just go the Amazon route, I understand it. But that's my children's golf book. Great gift as well. Ground and Repair Store, The Golfer Zoo. That, those are my plugs. This is the podcast. Let's get to a little stream song recap. It's Ashton Woods on the podcast. One of my uh, man. One of my longest uh, running friends is like an adult golf person. I think it's probably fair to say. Is that is that a fair thing to put out there? I think it's very accurate. Um, man, we've played a lot of golf together. Yeah. So we uh, we met Ashton and I. Ashton played golf at Utah, um, and we both tried to play pro golf for a while back in the heyday of mini tour golf. Ashton and I met. Um, when you try to play pro golf, you get jobs at golf courses. That's a little bit of the rule. You might be a caddy and you might, you know, work at a pro shop or you might work outside service. We met working outside service. What year is that? I mean, is that like Oh seven? Is that what it was? Oh seven. That's when I moved. That's when I moved to end to uh, Arizona, January of Oh seven. And you were the second person I moved to Arizona. Did I knew one person we get down there. You're the second person that I met and here we are 
16 years later <laughs> it's, it's awesome yeah i mean it's a outside service if you know anybody that does that job it is a job it is uh something you do and you get up very early and you pull carts and i mean we worked at true north we were like rangers and and we'd we'd get bags out of carts i mean there were probably what like 12 jobs you had within the one job that we possessed is that fair to say oh don't forget about podium podium was like podium was a big deal that was like president of outside service um starter ranger i mean yeah and and you talk about early mornings i mean we were we were getting to the golf course i'm pretty sure it was like 3 30 yep yep in the summer for sure i mean in the summer in yeah. arizona we you'd have to be there at like 3 30 3 45 you'd pull carts you'd um set them up and then yeah i mean from there we both try to play gateway tour golf um similar times you went longer than i did um, you did like the Q, Q school route. I know we got that coming up um, back in the day. Um, you worked at uh, what is now Scottsdale National. I think at the time it was Golf Club Scottsdale. Is that what it was called? Yeah, great golf course. Yeah, one golf course. Yeah, before Parsons bought it. And um, and then you ended up not trying to play pro golf. And now you have like a real job and um, and all that. And you've been doing that for a long time. And you're wearing your ping hoodie. I appreciate it. Uh, we just got back from a golf trip. And that's what we're going to talk about today, Ashton. Um You'd never been to Streamsong. I'd been to Streamsong a couple times. Uh, normally, when we kind of do these recap podcasts, I have Joel Klatt on the pod. Uh, but, you know, he's busy doing like Ohio State-Michigan games, so he couldn't play golf. He can't play golf this time of year. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so it was me, you, our buddy Andrew, uh, and our buddy Darren. We went out to Streamsong for kind of a 40th birthday celebration, if you will. And I wanted to jump on the pod and just kind of talk about Streamsong because you'd never been there. You'd been to Bannon, you've been to a lot of places, you've been to Pebble a million times, but you'd never been to Streamsong. So first things first, Ashton, what did you think Streamsong would be and what was it to you? So Streamsong had a lot of, I think, hype built up for me. You know, I had heard from obviously you who had been there before. I'd heard from other guys uh, who'd been there. I heard from, I've got some some buddies who live out on the East Coast. You know, they kind of were touting it as, a little bit of like the East Coast band in dunes, right? And so I I I try not to, even though it was getting built up to me, I didn't I tried not to build it up myself. Like I just wanted to go in and with no expectations whatsoever. It was hard to to not do that. Uh, but I will say it it met and or surpassed all of my expectations. It is such a cool place, such a great piece of property. The golf courses are amazing. And I know we're going to get into this and we're going to talk through a little bit more of it, but the golf courses, the restaurants, the shuttle service, everybody was so friendly, ridiculously nice, um, which, you know, I think that's kind of something like that's that Southern hospitality, right? Um, just such good people, happy that we were there. Just a, a an awesome, awesome place. So yeah, in a nutshell. Did it remind you of any place? Like did you did you get any any feelings of anywhere else you've been before? I know the shuttles, I know we talked a little bit about the shuttles feeling a little bit like we'd been abandoned dunes, obviously. I mean, when you get on a shuttle anywhere, you feel like you're abandoned, but did you get any sense of a place you played, whether it be a destination place or just any sort of a golf course? I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I the hard thing for me was it didn't really feel like I was in Florida. And now maybe that was because it was a little chilly. What about the eight foot you know? gators? Did that change it or no? Yeah. The, the, then we see the gator on the last day and it was like, oh yeah, okay. We're in Florida. This is awesome. You know, it was so cool. Um, 
yeah i mean it definitely it had it had a feel of bandon and then you know like i kind of so i went to bandon for the first time i i i don't even remember 2006 i don't i 2007 somewhere in there i want to say yeah you played in the what, what was that what'd you play in the pacific coast amateur which is a great great such a great tournament if you go to Bannon, by the way, and you go to the bunker bar, Ashton's name is signed on the on the amateur. You know, it's 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 a big championship. But you know, I mean, you see in in country clubs, pro shops, things like that. You know, they have the U.S. Amateur where all the amateur names, all the players sign their names, and the Junior Ams and U.S. Opens, things like that. Ashton Woods' name signed on the wall forever uh, in the hallway going to the bunker bar in Bannon Dunes. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so it was we were in we were played in that tournament 06 and when i was there it was just it was banded dunes and pacific dunes and and i think trails was under construction and so and it just it had it was it was just such an amazing place right and there were things that were in the works and there was buzz that they were talking about about things that they were going to do and stream song kind of had that same feel to it right like there were there you know there's rumors that they're building another course the the the, the chain had just gotten finished this new the short course which was amazing that we got um a little preview of that and got to go play and that it's so fun but um so i had it yeah there, there were so many similarities with when i was at bandon early like er, it's early bandon yeah like early bandon yes Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally can see that and feel that. Um, we went out there. I mean, it was a pretty short trip in terms of golf trip standards, even though I'm not sure what the perfect amount of time for a golf trip is. Like, you and I have two young kids, like similar-aged kids. I mean, you know, you leave, and we don't have a lot of family in the area that we both live in. Like, you live in California. You don't have family out there. I live in Connecticut. I don't have family either. So, when you leave, like, leaving for five days maybe happens once a year. This was like three and a half days, like might be the perfect amount of time for a golf trip. So I was, I, you know, it's funny that you, it's funny you bring that up because I was literally trying to think about, I was like, man, I think we nailed this one. You know, I mean, like we do, we do, you know, what, two or three golf trips a year, one or two ish somewhere in there. I think we kind of nailed this one, man, for, for as far. Yeah. It's perfect timing. Yeah. It was perfect timing. It was, let me tell you this. Okay. I haven't taken a red eye <laughs> in years. Okay. And I took a red eye to Tampa and immediately in the middle of that flight, it reminded me of why I don't do red eyes. And it, oh I man, know, I know. And, and kudos. It just saves the day though, dude. Like I listen. Yes. I, I mean, it's it, like red eyes are like, there's a lot of comps here to red eyes that I could throw out there that might not be appropriate. <laughs> red eyes are necessary at times when you live on the East coast, because for me, like I was in Arizona a few a couple months ago for paying, like traveling throughout the day, you waste the day. So the red eyes like suck it up and go. But yes, uh, not a lot of fun, especially domestic red eyes, because there's just not enough time to sleep. It's so it's they're so hard. Uh, and yeah, it, I, that the the hardest part is going west to east. It's so it's so brutal. So, yes, red eyes are uh, a necessary evil for sure. Um, I'll tell you this, Andrew and I did the smartest thing in human history by you know we were like our our red eye we were on the same flight our red eye lands at five we go get our rental car at six you and darren weren't getting in until like 10 like like 10 30 11 yep yeah so we were like well let's just let's go get a hotel room <laughs> and we we went got a hotel room took a nap like just out like a light for three and a half four hours and then got to shower 
and then come pick you and Darren up. I mean, it was like total game changer. I felt like a human being. It was, it was, it was great. So, yeah. So, so it's interesting. You talk about stream song, the way you talk about it as kind of like this great golf destination early years ban. And I mean, obviously now there's three golf courses. Um, and then now the, the short course with the chain as well, which I think is going to be finished sometime in terms of finish being open, like all 19 holes being open uh, sometime in like the April, May, I think dates of 2024 we got to play what 13 holes that we've played is that right yeah 13 Something that's like what that. they have yeah and it's unfortunate you know obviously with like they just need some sunshine they need that's some right. warm weather so, right. that grass, so that grass comes in on those those other six holes yeah it was a little chilly when we were there but i went to stream song with andrew who was on the trip probably 12 years ago or something like that we went out there we did the fishing and the shooting and there were two two courses open and we had a chat with some people that work at Streamsong while we were there. And what has happened in terms of what they're looking to do and then transition at Streamsong was to move away a bit from making Streamsong a bit of a corporate hotel destination and making it a bit more of a golf destination. And going 12 years ago versus going last week, I mean, it is almost night and day in that experience. And Andrew mentioned it. I mean, he was like, I remember leaving here a few, you know, a decade ago and thinking it was a cool spot, but maybe it's not a place I tell my buddies to go on a golf trip and it is flipped. I mean, the, I remember going for the black course opening a few years back when Gil opened that golf course and the clubhouse and the restaurant there being a total game changer, TVs everywhere. It's all glass, easy place to hang out at night after the round, you can go putt if the sun's still up, things like that. But just having options i think is key i mean you mentioned going to bandon in the early years of bandon not a lot of options at bandon in 07 08 09 two golf Nothing. courses the lodge was there and that was kind of it and you know obviously now i mean they're opening new stuff it feels like every single year at bandon dunes and you could eat at a different restaurant every single day at bandon if you wanted to stream song has added that which i think is a huge bonus for a place like this on the east coast because ash like you're talking about taking a red eye like i live on the east coast Getting to Bandon Dunes is very, very hard for somebody in Connecticut, but taking a flight from, you know, LaGuardia to Tampa is extremely doable. And it's, what, an hour and a half drive from the airport, and you're at the front gate of Streamsong, and you're ready to rock? I mean, when you think about places for people to go, and I know Streamsong is trying to reach people on the West Coast like yourself, but when you think of convenience, you think about time, and you kind of start to lay out a golf trip, how long is the travel is an important part of that puzzle. And if you live in Georgia or Alabama or you live in, you know, North Carolina or New York, Streamsong is an extremely great option for a golf trip now that they've kind of changed mentalities. A hundred percent. And I think, so it's, it's that concept, right? Like I, it, one of the greatest movie lines of all time, like if you build it, they will, it, they will come. Right. right. And, and that's what, I mean, it, it almost doesn't matter how, how hard someplace is to get to bandon is hard to get to but it's worth it right yes it's worth it right like the t-sheet is full the hotels are full like if you build it people will come and it's the same thing with stream song like getting to tampa is easy but you know it's an hour and a half drive it's kind of in the middle of nowhere which is which is i think one of the coolest parts about it i don't think that's a negative i think that's a huge positive um but Again, if if the quality of golf is there, you know, obviously they've got the shooting and the fishing and like all the amazing other things about it. Like it's a phenomenal destination. It's a great place to go. And I don't I want to be fair to Streamsong because I keep drawing these comparisons to Band and Dunes. 
And I think Streamsong eventually will, will get to a place where it, it stands on its own, right? Where it's, you know, you're not, it's not being compared to band and dunes all the time. But right now, I guess, and I mean this with, you know, 100% respect to Streamsong, but it's like, I just keep comparing it. And maybe it's just because Bandon's the only thing to compare it to, right? And, and hey, if you're being compared to Bandon Dunes, like, you're, you're doing a lot of things right. So, yeah. Totally. I mean, if, 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 you, keep, if you ask Rory McIlroy about being compared to Tiger Woods, like, if you're being compared to Tiger Woods, like, that's a good thing. I mean, that means that you obviously are showing potential that you're going to be an all-time great golfer, right? Yeah. And so if you're getting compared to the GOAT of golf trips, in my opinion, at Bandon Dunes, that is a good thing. And, and as we've said, I went to Streamsong when there was two golf courses. Having a third course is enormous. And then getting a chance to play the chain, the short course, which we did. We did that, what, the last day? Is that or the second to last day that afternoon? Second to last yeah. day, yeah. Yep. And, and, you know, I mean, I think that's a great option. So a couple things we did that I think is worth pointing out to people. We, we're 40, Ashton. We're not 28 anymore. <laughs> Dang it. We've done, go- we've done golf trips when we're 28. We've done golf trips when we're 33. We're doing a golf trip when we're 40. That was the purpose of the trip. Yeah, I don't want to walk 36, three or four days in a row anymore. I will. I'm capable of it, but I don't really want to. I think sometimes, Ash, and I'd like your opinion on this. Sometimes golf trips, like a Vegas trip, can be so exhausting physically. You know, if you're drinking all night, you're staying up late, you're not getting a lot of sleep. Like you get home, you're not refreshed. You're beat up. Like you need a vacation from the vacation. And so we played the first day we played 18 holes and then we did on the red and then we played 18 holes on the black, but we took carts in the afternoon. You can still take four caddies. We took four caddies. It was great. But having carts as an option in the afternoon to me was enormous because not everybody's that interested in walking two rounds every single day. Not everybody's interested in it. And like, let's be fair. I mean, not everybody, you know, you and I are going to get to a point and, and, hopefully this is a long ways away, but we're going to get to the point where we can't play 36 in a day, you know, like, right. I mean, let's be honest. It's a, it's a, it's a, that's a tough pill to swallow, you know, but we're going to get there. And yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, we had caddies in the morning. Caddies were awesome. Shout out to Colin and Don, but like uh, the, the carts in the afternoon was great. And then the next day we did, did we do blue in the morning? And then we, and then we did the chain in the afternoon, which was, you know, obviously for a short course, like super doable to actually go out and walk 36 holes when you do, you know, let's call it a regulation size golf course and then a short course. Right. So it worked out so great. It was, it was perfect. You know um, the carts in the afternoon was, that was such a fun round because, you know, you, you, you play red in the morning. Red was amazing. We go to black in the afternoon. We're in the carts. We have the speaker going, you know, like. Correct. It's almost, it's almost a different vibe, dude. Like it almost yeah. is like you yeah. can mix in the vibes of what you're going for, where to me, when you walk, like walking is, it's hard to smoke cigars when you walk. It's hard to drink when you walk. You're carrying all this stuff, right? Like that stuff's either in your hands or on the ground. There's nowhere to set it. You don't have a push cart, things like that. It almost feels like you're completely changing the vibe in the afternoon to throw the carts in there because you've got cup holders, you've got places to put speakers and range finders. All of that stuff is added to the afternoon, which in my brain isn't normally a part of a golf trip. Like those things don't typically happen, right? I mean, some places you can go to and you can ride in the cart the whole time, but just having that, the option of mixing those two things in on the same day, I thought was was cool. And again, I thought it, it changed a little bit of the vibe. I would argue the most fun round we had was the afternoon around that first day playing the black and cards. 
It absolutely was. Well, it, it's tough to, it's either the chain because it was so fun or it was that afternoon yep. round, but you, you're absolutely right. It takes it to another level. I'm always excited to go play golf, even if it's the second 18 of a 36 hole day and I'm walking, but taking the carts, it was like you, we all had a little extra pep in our step, right? When we were like, Lum. yeah, you knew it was coming, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was great. Yeah. Um, all right, so we play the chain, and I want to talk a little bit about the chain because uh, chain is not a par three course, mind you. I was corrected on, on property about this. It is a short course, and so it's a core Crenshaw design. Very cool. Streamsong needed something like this, and they got it. It's going to be massive. It's beautiful. It's got some really crazy shots on some of the holes we didn't even play. I mean, they're like kind of like a, a punch bowly green that if you've played the black course at Streamsong, there's a punch bowl there, I think the ninth. It is double the size of the punch pole. It's about the biggest punch pole I've ever seen. I mean, comparable, I guess, to Fisher's Island, if you will. I mean, it is crazy how deep that thing is. We drove out and looked at it, but it looks so cool. It is a short course because this is not five wedges in your putter. This is <laughs> you're hitting some real man <laughs> golf shots. I mean, I'm not sure you Ashton lost, lost a golf ball on the red, black or blue the entire week. I think you lost at least a ball on the chain. I mean, I know you hit one in the water on that really, really cool par three. The, the I don't know, the fifth or sixth hole there where the water's on the right and it feels like you're in Nebraska. But, I mean, there are, like, there are some real demanding golf shots on this short course. And the idea is, right now it's on mats, but the idea of the short course and the reason they're not calling it a par three course is – you're picking the tees you're hitting from. You're picking the distance you're playing. Like, there are no plates. There is no, this is a 120-yard par three you're playing today. You get to basically make up the hole you're playing. Now, there's designated tee areas to tee off on, but in theory, you and I are on a team. We win the hole. The next hole, we could walk up 80 yards and hit that tee shot. And it, I mean, I think it was inspired um, by Kaiser's original design, the Dunes Club, uh, and it's got a little bit of that feel to a hoopie as well, where there is no real quote unquote par to a hoopie. You kind of pick the tees you hit from, but very unique, very cool. And just, you know, given your experiences playing plenty of the par threes in the short courses around the country, what was your, I guess, reaction, if you will, to what it asked and how it played? I had a very quick peaks and valleys <laughs> and then back to peaks okay. experience on the chain. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but, you know, so we're playing this, the short course, right? It's the chain. It's, it's a preview round. Um, I am, I'm flying high. I can't wait. This is going to be amazing. We get, we play like the first, I think it's the first two holes. Ash, we walk up on the first tee. And of course, you know, when we yeah. were playing a short course, we don't have our caddies. We ask what everybody asks on a short course. What's <laughs> the longest shot you have here? The guy's like, you're going to need every club in the bag. Like there ain't taking... It's, you know, it's not preserved. You're not taking all the clubs out, but the seven iron in below. I mean, you basically need everything up to a driver potentially on this golf course. hundred percent. I mean, you need, you need, like, don't take the head covers off, you know, like, like or, or out, you know, like you're going to need some furniture on a couple of shots. I'm I like, you know, and it was funny. Yeah. The guy's reaction when we were like, you know, Hey, you know, can we take some clubs out? And he was like, ah, you guys are probably going to need all of them, you know? And like, he was, it, Yep. 285 <laughs> yeah. or something and yeah it kind of lulls you not and lulls you to sleep probably is the right way to say this but it like you know it, it's your kind of your typical short course with like the first holes i think it like we shot it with the laser it was like 102 or something the next holes 
right in there too, like 112. And you're, you're kind of thinking, you're like, oh, yeah. And it's a, it's a, they're cool greens and it's got a cool look. And then you get, I think it was, and three is a little bit longer. So maybe 135. And then you get to four. Yep. And you're like, and I just remember I was like, this isn't a short course. Like I'm standing here and I've got to, like, I've got to either feather a little cut six iron or I've got to just smash a seven iron, like 180, whatever with, yards with like it was. Death right. Yeah, you know, and, with yeah. nothing right, fall off left. I'm like, what do I, this is not a short course, you know, so this is my valley on the chain. And then it, it we we get to, I think it's seven. Seven is the, or no, eight. It's 260, Yep. you know? And like, I don't want to like divulge too much here, but like we're, like, we're standing there. We've all got three woods out. We're like, you know, obviously you can kind of see on the left side is depth. Yep. Like you do not hit it left. You, I mean, you can't find the ball left. It's done. But to credit like the chain and the design and like, you've got a mile of room. Yep. Right. Right. So like, it, it, it's, it's not that it's not super unfair. It's not like that. It's not playable. It's super playable. It's super fair. And you know, kind of what you were talking about earlier, once once the grass comes in and it's matured a little bit and you can then kind of pick your spots. Cause we were playing for match, yep. right? It was like, Hey, this is the hole. This is where you have to, t- this is where you have to hit from totally fine. So I can't wait to go back and play it when it's fully, you know, ready to rock and roll. And we get to, and you can, you can, you can walk up a hundred yards. Yep. Like you don't have to hit a 260. Right. Like I guess, in, I guess to. in theory, you wouldn't have to carry all the clubs in your bag. Cause I guess you could have a rule amongst your buddies where it's like one seventies max. And that's as much as we're playing and we'll play from a spot to hit those shots from. Right. I mean, in theory, you wouldn't need all the clubs if you would, if you don't want to play it as far back as you can. A hundred percent. And it's, it's just, it's going to be such a cool concept to, to be able to pick and choose. And, and, and there, you know, I mean, with the, with the other short courses around the country and I haven't played all of them, but you know, a few that I have, you know, it's kind of, it's a little bit, you know, Hey, here's the tee box and hit it from here with the chain and their concept of like, Hey, I mean, this is, you can play this as far back as like, I think, I think eight, you, you can go back and play it at two ninety yeah, yeah, if you want sure. to. Right. And then you can walk up and maybe you play it at like one fifty. Right. I don't, I'm not exactly sure if the, you know, if that's going to be an option, but it's going to be so cool to be like, you're going to see people being so creative and that's, that's so fun. Yeah. Can you talk so, about the, yeah, the, the three wood you hit on that hole? Did you hit a very good shot there? I don't know. I think I blacked out. Yeah. I don't remember oh what God. happened. It was so good. I mean, it was maybe the best swing of the whole yeah. trip. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was that or your last swing of the trip. I mean, you laced uh, three wood to like 20, 20 feet or 15 feet or something. We were all like, well, I guess Ashton's winning this hole or this is, we're going to just move <laughs> on from now. Oh man. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, like just looking and, and uh, the other holes, the greens are so cool. They're so fun. You know, kind of like you're, your typical short course type of a type of green, which are, you know, the slopes and mounds and little plateaus. And like, they could get so creative and have so much fun with some pins and like just the shots you're going to be able to hit. I mean, I just keep thinking like, I can't wait to go back and play it the way that it's supposed to be played. Right. right. Like where you get to kind of pick and choose. So it's going to be, dude, it's going well, awesome. to like, I, I remember I was talking to a course designer once about, because again, there are, I mean, you talked about the, I think it's the eighth or ninth hole you were talking about the long one. The hole before it, yep. I mean, I hit five iron on it. You know, I mean, this is like no joke. It was like, I don't know, 205, 210, something like that. I mean, it was pretty meaty as well. Um, I once asked a course designer about long par threes because you hear so many players, especially pros, kind of gripe about long par threes. And I'd seen a little bit about this in terms of the chain with with Bill and Ben as they said, 
what was so cool about that uh, that project was you don't know what clubs players are hitting into holes when you build a big course, right? I mean, you've got a 430-yard par four. Somebody hits it 330, they're hitting lob wedge into the hole, right? Somebody hits it 200, they're hitting three-wood into the hole. Like, you don't know what club is the club of choice for a player coming into a hole. You might have an idea of it, but you can't pick that. When you build a, a short course, a par three course, whatever, or a long par three, you're making players hit the club into that hole you want them to hit. And I think that 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 opening up the creative brain, in a sense, for somebody as talented as that team is, is so cool because you can build a bit of a crazy green and say, yo, you're hitting four iron into the screen. You know, if you're playing it from kind of where the plates are, if you will, like it's a four iron in. And that means you've got yeah. to hit an amazing shot or use the slope or whatever the case may be. And I just feel like giving those kind of keys to, you know, Bill and Ben of all people and allowing them to get creative with it. You could see it out there. Like on the whole, we're talking about 285. I missed way right. It was a pretty easy pitch shot, you know, because it was straight up into the green. So you could hit it over there if you wanted to, but if the pin would have been at a different spot, that would have been a brutal pitch shot. So, uh, you know, if you don't hit the golf shot they're asking you to hit or you don't take on the trouble, you know, it, it could get pretty dicey. I'm so guilty of that. I'm so guilty of like pulling up to a, a par three that's 230 and just like rolling my eyes, totally. you know? And I mean, I, I just, I think there's something to like the lost art of the short par three, right? Like it's, I mean, you and I've had multiple conversations about this over the years that they're so fun, the short par threes. Um, but when you have a short course and you're able to get creative on this stuff and to your point, you know, you can kind of pick and choose, but the way that, the way that they designed it, the way they put it together, it's, it's awesome. It's fair. It's fun. You get to hit like, you know, I can only imagine that on a, I mean, if you remember when we played the chain, it wasn't, wasn't necessarily warm. No, no. We, right? we, by the way, we, we put our bags on the first tee and all four of us, cause it's right by the hotel. I mean, it's, it's 150 yards from the hotel where the first tee is and where they're eventually going to have kind of their shack there. We all ran into the hotel and put more clothes on. I mean, it was chilly i'll say that when we were teaming. i mean i went and i, I went and bought a new vest like it's a damn that right like oh yeah absolutely and it was you use that a lot in southern california i did not get cold <laughs> it, yeah yeah i actually hey i played golf this morning keep that on the down low but uh played golf this morning and i wore it it was a little chilly out here in, in southern california this morning so i wore i got to wear my stream song vest and represent but yeah no just I, like kind of what i was just going to say is just um the chain you're going to be able to hit like not only are you going to be able to get creative with like picking where you want to play a hole from but you're also going to be able to get really creative and have a ton of fun with like the shots that you hit yep. so just i mean you know short courses so fun so great um it's going to be great so yeah all right so talking about the big courses we played all of them we played all three um did you have a favorite did, did one stick out more than the others to you personally Man, I knew you were going to ask me this. Um, if I had like gun to my head, if I have to pick one, I'm going red. Okay. I, I just loved red. It had a great feel to it. It had a great look to it. Um, you, I, I just, I liked the design. I liked the way the hole's set up. The tee shots, especially, I'm a big tee shot guy. Um, I, the, it, there, were, there were holes that were framed really well that moved and fit my eye. Re, you know, really what, like standing up there and, and, and seeing a cut, standing up there and seeing a little draw you know, whatever. So, um, I, yeah, red, red, definitely. And, and I kind of wanted to, I wanted to get your opinion on this too. So 
what's your favorite as yeah. the first question I'll ask you. I mean, I, I think I'm a, I think I'm a black guy. I mean, I think I like the black horse okay. the most. I, I, I remember going out there when they opened it and I thought there was so much, there were so many fun golf shots that they asked you to hit. I also think it's friendly off the tee um, compared to the other two golf courses, which for a lot of people, par 73, a lot of par fives, like a lot of scoring opportunities um, has, we've been talking about band in feels kind of sheep ranchy to me in a way where it's, I think it's a great starter golf course to that trip. Um, you can get out there. There's some crazy greens. There's some fun greens. There's some, you know, you start with a par five, like sheep ranch, I think is a great starter course to abandon trip. Um, no bunkers on the golf course. It's probably the easiest of the courses depending on the wind. Um, you kind of want to start your trip or end your trip at sheep ranch. And I think the same thing with the black courses. I feel like when you get the stream song, you know, you hadn't played a lot of golf or, you know, maybe you're just kind of like getting out of winter. If you live where I live, start on the black, you're not going to lose a ton of golf balls. And you're going to have some birdie opportunities. Yeah. So I agree with everything you said. The, I, if I had to kind of, you know, like favorite for me, red, then probably black, then blue uh, playability. I thought, I mean, but like, like to your point, black was like a lot of fun, yep. super playable, great, probably course to like if you're going to be at stream song for three or four days you're going to be playing all the courses probably you know at least twice i start with black yep. like start with black it's such a good lead off to get you warmed up to get you going and especially if you're coming out of the snow um i think it's funny because we played so we played red twice and we played i think we played the combo tees yep. right so it was like the backs and the one-ups on the, our first round on red. Right. And then our last round was red. You and I, you and I went all the way back. And we go all the way back. Let me tell you something, okay? It was like I we played a completely totally different golf course. Yep. Going just one tee back, and it was... As the second hole at red, the second day we played it, the oh first like, day we played it, we played a combo set of tees, and, they, and the second hole's a par five on the red course. Tees moved up. I hit driver nine iron into it. The second day we played backs i think i hit driver seven wood wedge i mean like that is yeah. like totally different hole it is like an intimidating tee shot there from way 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 back 100 percent. we walked up to the tee box and <laughs> caddy puts the, colin puts my bag down and i look at him and i go what's the carry to the fairway yeah 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 how do i get over the water what how, how good do i have to yeah. get this thing it's like holy smoke, you know, and like the wind was kind of like coming in and out of the left, and I was like, oh man, if I hit one of my little flare ones, like this isn't going to be good. <laughs> it, it was so, the the tea thing was very interesting. I, I agree with you though. Even you know, I mean, I, people know that there's a pretty dramatic change from maybe a middle tee to a back tee, but just going combo to back is wild because we played so many of the back tees during that round, but just adding some of those combo tees, where again they push you up for a reason. It was yeah. dramatically different, especially on that back nine. It, it felt like a whole different golf course, man. Yeah, yeah. We we played the I don't know what you we played the yellow course. You know what I mean? Like it was. It yeah, was, that's right. That's right. That's right. It was like a mix of paint. Yeah, do you oh. gonna get involved in this one? Um, Jeez, man. Yeah, the yeah. the red. I mean, I, I I'm not surprised the red is your favorite. Uh, obviously, we played it twice, and I think um, I think it's the highest rated course there in terms of like you know rankings when you look across those things. Um, I think when you kind of pick apart holes, like 18 holes, you're probably going to get the most picturesque holes from either red or blue, especially some of those crazy par threes. But yeah, for me, I mean, I don't know, just the the difference in the black and kind of meandering around. You know, that back nine is so different than the front nine, even on that golf course. Uh, 
there, there's there's some pretty cool things there, I think, as well. So I kind of was mentioning, you know, that we were like, I, I tried to go in unbiased. And one of the things that I that I didn't want to do is I, I asked, I asked you, but I think you were the only person that I talked to about this. I, I didn't ask anybody else that I talked to about Streamsong before we went, like, what was your favorite course? Or why was it your, I didn't, because I didn't want any sort of bias whatsoever. And I knew I would have some if, you know, I'm talking like, to a buddy of mine who, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I loved blue, which it's funny because I asked him while we were on the trip, like after we had played all yeah, three yeah, of them, yeah. then I was getting a te- I, he and I were kind of texting and I just I said, hey, what, which one's your favorite? He was he's a blue guy like he, you know, he, he just loves he loved blue. But it's like they're all great. For sure. I mean, for sure. you know, like I mean, like, this is like, arguing the which band one's thing, your favorite. Right? I mean, this is all yeah. I mean, all I mean, this is why rankings in general are a bit silly because they're so subjective to you. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I look at my band and rankings and your band and rankings and they're going to be totally different, you know, but I mean, that's not to say you don't like band and trails when it's my number one. That's not to say you don't like stream song black. If it's my number one, it's just red. Like you said, makes more sense to you that the T shots, you know, catch your eye better. I think you had your best round on the red, like all of those things, you know, factor into enjoyment level there. Can we talk about the hotel for a minute? Yes. But while we're still on the golf, can I just, I just wanted, I just, we can't like not talk about this. When we played blue, do you remember our best ball on the front nine? Oh God. What was the front? I mean, dude, you made four. I have the scorecard in front of me just cause like, there I wanted go. to make Look sure. That we ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. This man is, so, this man is prepped. Get him on more pods. <laughs> you, you made four birdies and I made three and neither of us birdied the same hole. We were seven under <laughs> on the front in a best ball and then we go to the back we had we had we we both messed up on the same yeah, hole, that par three yep. um 16 i think we both like oh well, no, no, our, no our, our our entire yeah. crew we we played it like 10 over well yeah yeah that's right we did but we so without that you know where you and i i think you and i both made double on yep. 16 without that then we go to, we go to the back and i make one birdie you make two birdies and it, it the back nine kind of got tough it got windier yep. it was you know it was it was kind of like and I think we were maybe like a little bit tired or something at that point, but like, dude, our best ball that day would have been just, oh, just lights out. So anyway, I just wanted can to bring that can up. We, I, by I mean, the way, can on. we, can we exchange that for one of our four balls we've tried to qualify for uh, over the years where we, you know, just please. completely the Poppy Hills experience that we rarely talk about because it's such a bummer Two under through two at uh, Poppy and then absolutely fell apart. Uh, but yeah, that was years ago. We're not going to talk about that. Um, I do want to talk about this before we get to the hotel last swing of the trip. 18, red, par five. Ashton got a new driver, and he was obsessed with it, and he hit it as good as I've ever seen him drive the golf ball. Like, to say he was hitting it on a string is probably, like, strings aren't this straight, typically. I mean, it was it was a clinic. Honestly, it was a clinic watching you drive the golf ball literally the entire trip. Thanks, I was trying to think of, like, I was trying to think today of some you didn't hit well. There was maybe a couple that you flared you know, I mean, this is like three days of golf, but other than that, it was incredible to watch. But early in the trip, you hit driver off the deck on one par five. And you, I remember you telling your telling Colin, you said, I hadn't hit this driver off the deck yet. And you hit an awesome shot. Okay. So fast forward to the last hole of the trip, red course, 18th hole. How far did you have in? I got 275, 274. Yeah. It was like two, you, you were right of the bunker, perfect position, 275. I look over, you got driver off the deck in hand. 
and I'm standing right next to you. And I pull my camera out because I'm like, I got to film this. You know, I've seen him hit it already once on this trip, and it was just a seed. Because he's he's either going to top it or hit a good one. Yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> there's there's this is going to be. I can I can I can make fun of him for it, or I can keep it as, yeah. as like a highlight of the trip. Just, yeah. I mean, best swinger your year. I mean, it was unreal, dude. It was right on it, man. Yeah, it was. Well, look, I, it was, had to have taken a peek too. It had to have. It was right behind the hole when we got up there. I think it was like, I don't know, 10 or probably 12, 15 feet. It was great. Um, yeah, great way to, I mean, you know, great great swing to end, end a great rip on. Yeah, so dri- cool. driver yeah. off the deck right over the top of the flag. We saw the ball, Mark. We saw where the ball ended up. Um, and then he made it. So he'd walk off eagle at the last, which was uh, which was very fun to see. And again, I have it on video. I think I posted it on social. I'll post it on social again when we put the podcast out. But that was awesome. I want to talk about the hotel because yeah, okay. I think when I went to Streamsong the first time years ago with Andrew, mm-hmm. it was the thing I remember yep. the most about the trip is I say this a lot about Cabot as well, because I've been lucky enough to go to Cabot in Nova Scotia. Those hotel rooms are unbelievable. Heated floors and the bathrooms, things like that. But I remember my takeaway from Streamsong was how good the hotel room, the hotel rooms are. And I was, I, that continued on. I mean, awesome hotel rooms for a golf trip i mean everything you wanted more i'm looking for space i'm looking for comfort showers great were you blown away by the hotel rooms like i was it was so nice it was i didn't feel like i was at a golf course right. like i felt I, it's like a um, high end it's like a it four was, seasons or something dude i mean for work like for my real job like i i'm very fortunate that we you know i for when i travel like we usually stay in some pretty nice places that's what this felt like yep. like th- this felt like a really nice hotel and you know, it's one of those things and Shane, like you and I have talked about this a little bit, but um, I kind of was going back and I was, I was like, well, like you're on a golf trip, you're playing golf all day. Like really all, all I need is a bed. I'll tell you this, right? Like <laughs> a nice bed and a nice place to sleep and a huge shower and a nice bathroom. And like the rooms are huge. Yep. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm rooming with Darren who's, six five and brings yeah. like his whole house with him by, by the way um, our, our friend darren brought uh three bags golf bag big bag third bag um and okay, it, was, but it was a big part it was a, it was a big part of pretty much our, our entire conversation for three and a half days or how many bags darren brought and so i'm glad that got on the <laughs> pod but yes uh, excess amount of bags but also he brought a lot of stuff too he brought a lot of great stuff i mean i don't know if you remember when you came into our room it was like walking into a physical therapy oh, clinic. Yeah, yeah. And this is this goes to the fact that we're, you know, we're 40 now. But like, I mean, there was he's got the there was boots. hyper ice boots and <laughs> he's and got multiple guns, guns and-, and ball. I mean, like you it was literally like physical therapy. Like you could have done a physical therapy session right there in your room. I felt phenomenal because he's he's a, a phenomenal human being who was willing to like share all this stuff and he was like oh yeah just you are your how's your legs feel you like put these boots on <laughs> i was i mean it was amazing i felt like a, a, a an actual human um and you know i have felt way worse on some of these golf trips that we go on where your legs are just they feel like you know they're so heavy they're logs but yeah um the rooms were great man the, the rooms were great they're very spacious they were spacious enough for all of Darren's yes stuff. and and Darren and Darren in general and you know what dude like I know you talk about the hotel room thing and like a golf trip hotel room but I've yeah. become a bit of a hotel room snob I mean just being on the road like you want to be in a nice room you know I mean even if you're not yeah. going to be in there for a long time 
you'd like it to be nice. And this place has that in spades. And I was very impressed um, with the rooms again, going, going back, you know, so however many years later and just reminding yourself how good they are. And there were little things, right? Like there's the, the, I don't know if you noticed this or if you had this in your room, but like the little bench, like the little bench that you could like, just sit down in. It's like a little one seater, kick your shoes off yep. or like in Change the morning, your golf put your shoes, shoes yep. on. It's just so like, you're not kind of, I don't know for me, like I'm, you know, obviously vertically challenged, but like, you can, you know, for me to like sit on the edge of the bed, like my, my feet are dangling, you know, and I'm like <laughs> kicking them waiting for somebody to put my shoes on for me. But like, you know, like that little bench, it was great. Like, you know, so it was, yeah, just very thoughtful, uh, well-decorated, lots of room, comfortable, just, and then like, you know, just really, really nice. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, a so, plus food was great. Place was yeah. great. Caddies were great. Um, I have said this before about stream song. You got a lot of people that talk about flying into Orlando. I think Tampa is the way to go, man. I mean, it's not a long trip from the airport. You're talking like hour, hour and a half, easy shot, easy to get to, unless there's a fire when you leave on the road, <laughs> oh, which we may or may not have experienced. I had to go a secondary route, which happens. That's why we have ways and, and, you know, Apple maps on our phone. And it worked out. It worked out. It worked out great. Yeah. Um, Tampa's airport, great airport, huge airport. Yeah. Easy great. airport. Yes. Let's go. I love the small airport. Um, Okay, so we love Stream Song. Before I let you go, because we never quite talked about this, um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your mini tour golf experience. Because, you know, I get pro golfers on and LPJ golfers on and Epson tour players on and things like that. But you played mini tour golf for how long? How many years? Uh, four, four, a little over four years. When did you realize it was time? When did you realize, okay, this probably isn't going to work out? So I had, I had multiple moments, to be honest with you. I had multiple moments throughout my, you know, four or five years of playing where, you know, and what, and part of it was like caddying for some of these guys who are out there now. Um, you know, I was caddying for, a, uh, I mean, you, you've, you've told, you've told the Nate Lashley story to me before about the shot he hit at Q school. Was that right? Yeah. I'm caddying for Nate at Q school in where it we're in Hawaii I don't remember if it was first or second stage, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's blowing 30 miles an hour. I, I want to say it was either nine or 18, but it was a par five. And like, he hits it in the left rough and we're, and he's like right behind this, this tree. And he's got a, like, if he's going to go at the green, he's got to hit and we're 260, 270. And he's got, he's got to hook it around this tree. If he's going to go at the green, well, the wind's blowing 30 out of the left <laughs> and there's water, right? There's nothing good. Right. And so I, I'm caddying for him. I like, I walk up there, get some yardages. I'm looking around. I look at him and I'm like seven iron. Right. And he looks at me like I had eight eyeballs and like my, my ears were popping off of my head and he's like, no, three would. <laughs> and I'm like, and the, like the lie wasn't even good, bacon. Yeah. Like it, it was like sitting down in that, you know, Hawaii Bermuda that's just gangly. And it's, I'm like, what is like, do I call him off this shot? Like, what, <laughs> like, what do I do? He proceeds to step up and hit this 20 yard hook into the wind, like, you know, fighting the wind, gets it to turn over, hooks it around the tree. It takes one hop on the front fringe and rolls to like eight feet. And like, that was one of those moments where I was like, I don't have that shot. Like yep. I like, it, like, you know, what am I doing? You know? And so it, there was a few of those throughout. And I think it's, you know, it's one of those where like, you're always, I, I was, I always just try to think like, you know, uh, well, 
like I can still do this. I like even if I don't have that shot. Like it and or maybe it was denial. I'm not sure. But um yeah, man, I think it was uh there was a lot that kind of happened um uh, like that fourth year that of of me playing and it just it kind of I I'd lost I'd lost the the drive to give it a hundred and ten percent. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, if I'm not gonna do this, if I'm not gonna give this 110%, then like why am I doing it? Right. That was yeah. kind of what it boiled I mean, it, it is like I think I've told I've told this mini tour story before, but the first gateway tour event I played in, the first round was a talking stick, and yeah. I shot I birdied the last two holes, shot sixty-eight. And yep. I mean, I was I was like the most pumped I could be in the world. Like I shot, I broke seventy. I played well. I had a great finish. Like all those things. I'm playing with a guy that had just played in the U.S. Open, and I beat him. And you know, I I go to the board, and I'm in like 50th place. You know, and I mean, I was like, I played like pretty good, dude. I had a, I mean, there was like a couple 62s and like five 63s, and you know, a dozen 64s. And you're sitting there going, like, I I didn't even, I wasn't even sniffing that. You know, I was lucky to get this number on the card you know well i i mean i had a similar similar you know and you i think you know this but like i, I don't remember the golf course but the same thing it was a gateway tour event i think i shot two under in the first round and then i shot one under in the second round and i so i'm th i'm sitting at three under and i'm like okay well that's got to be good enough to make the cut at least dude i'm, I'm i think i missed the cut by like one or two <laughs> you know i shoot three under and i missed the cut by one or two i'm like whoo okay all right like i felt I didn't feel great about myself. I didn't go light the world on fire, but I was like, oh, I mean, you know, hopefully I'm, you know, I'll be playing, playing the final day or playing the weekend or whatever. And it was like, no, man, no, sorry. That's a, that's <laughs> a hard no. Um, what, how did it, what did your, how did you feel about your golf game during COVID when we played Papa go with Max uh, Homa a lot? How did you feel about your iron play after those, uh, Dude. those, those weekly uh, money games we'd go play with Max? Did you feel good about yourself? Dude, you, you and I, Right. So like we played with Max and he is a, he's just an amazing human being, but B he hits the ball better than anyone I have ever, ever played with. And you, like, there were shots, like you remember this, there were shots that he was hitting at Papago. We and, would like, just laugh, I mean, you know, you and I would just start we just laughing. Laugh. But we're like just laughing at each other. We didn't even have to say anything. Cause we knew what we were laughing about. Like just, I mean, he hit these five irons from like, 220 to like 10 feet and just he's like filleting a little cut in yeah. there like he's not even going like i'm ripping five fire from 220 <laughs> to like get it on the front yeah. he's just kind of filleting a little you know a little cut up there i mean dude yeah uh it, it was humbling for sure the yes. uh the eighth and the 17th of papago if you've never played there in arizona yeah. they're like 230 maybe back pin on eights like 240 17 i mean is like 255 and the amount of twos, because we'd play, you know, I mean, there was no golf we played. Like, the only thing out there was try to play in some money games and, I mean, you know, whatever. And so just every Monday we would play Papago with Max and, you know, somebody else in our foursome. And uh, the amount of twos he would make on those par threes, you know, I think you're spot on. Like, you and I are scratch golfers trying to get the ball on the green. That's our goal. Let's get this ball on the putting surface. And he'd, like, cut this four iron to the back pin on eight to 12 feet and make two. You're like, well, yeah, that's, you know, there you go. There's, there was no surprise that the glow up happened on the back end of that. It, he's, he's so good. And that, you know, and like, this is, it's funny because I'm sure you get this too, as, as you know, being a scratch golfer, um, you know, you play with some guys and they're like, oh my gosh, like you're so good. And why do you not play on tour is my favorite question in the world. Well, 
I shoot 78 a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and, and those people, like they, they're, they're well-intentioned, you know, and they're like, I've even been asked like, Ash, what, like, have you ever thought about going out and giving it a go again? And it's like, no, because, you know, like, and especially like, you know, those days of playing with Max, I like they, these guys are so good. Like, these guys are so unbelievably good. The things that they can do, the way that they see shots and how they feel and they're just their, their overall sense of like their feel for the game is just off the charts. And like, I don't think people really understand. And this is not a knock on, you know, on, on I guess like, and I'm part of it, but like the general public, but like these guys are so unbelievably good at what they do. It's crazy. And so like those Mondays during COVID when we were playing the Monday pop and go game, dude, it's like one of my, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a for sure major major highlight for me just in like my life i mean it was those were fun rounds of golf to just go watch max homa play some golf man and like yeah i'm i'm trying to make birdies but yeah i mean i mean this was and this was like this was like pre i think this was he'd won wells fargo i think he won that 19 but he hadn't won riv yet you know he was like this pga tour player i mean he wasn't you know president's cup Ryder cup top 10 player in the world like you know, super duper duper star that he is now, but we definitely would see a little of that in the golf game. When you're playing with them, you're like, yo man, this guy, like you said, like I've never seen somebody hit it like this before. I mean, consistently hit it on the button. Like we'd play with mini tour guys and, you know, Max would be two or three under with five to go. And, you know, we, we'd play with a couple of buddies, be two or three under. Like I remember a couple of times, like our buddies were like four or five under beating Max and Max would birdie like 16, 17 and 18 and beat them. You know, it was just like, the ability to just click it in was was quite impressive too. I, I agree with you. Those memories, they kind of stand alone, especially during that weird time in the world where we're like, well, this was like kind of the only fun thing we did today <laughs> all week, man. But it, yeah, it, and it was really, really fun. So yeah, man, it was uh, God, good memories, good, great, great days. So yeah, before, by the way, before I let you go, can you tell me one more great memory you had this year uh, in Monterey? Oh man, yeah, geez. So my dad turned 70 this year and I was like, and he's never been to Pebble beach. And I've been there. I've been there. I've, I've, I've been there a lot. I've been very, you played, used, used to play, used to play that, the, the Taylor made thing there, right. Was that the, the invitation or whatever they called it. You played that yeah, a few like times. The, the Taylor made pro am pro scratch or something like that. It was such, it's, and I think it's still going, but I mean, great tournament, phenomenal, you know, just, I mean, it, yeah, five-star all the way. But um, so I've, I've, I've been so fortunate. So, so, so lucky to play, uh, my favorite golf course a, a lot and my but my dad he's never you know and my dad's a he's not a big golfer but he's a right he's a golfer and um, he got me started in the game and so he turned 70 this year and it, this was he turned 70 in april i turned 40 in march and he turned 70 in april and so i was like man we gotta we gotta do something but kev's gotta go baby we gotta do this thing kev's gotta go yep. he's gotta be at, i mean Peb, pebbles uh gonna be kev's spot and so we go and it's on his actual birthday so he's 70 and we're playing, we were playing Pebble beach that afternoon. We had like a one o'clock tea time. And I, and I was like, well, let's go play the hay as like a little warm up. So we go to the hay, which is such a, which uh, another short course. Amazing. So fun. Great. We get to nine, which is tiger's hole. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm like most people my age, like tigers, you know, tiger's my hero. Right. So they're right. Exactly. It's tiger's hole. And it's into the wind. I think it was 115. And I'm like, oh, this is like, this is a perfect, like into the wind. It's a perfect stock gap wedge. Okay. And I hit it right behind the hole and it sucks back for a one 
on my dad's 70th birthday. And then we go, we go, did he go, did he go nuts? Oh, we no? both, we were like, we're, we were, it was so cool. Cause we weren't going nuts, but like, we couldn't stop smiling. Like it was, yeah, dude, it was just, it was the best. I mean, what a moment with your dad on his birthday in like my, you know, other than maybe band and dunes, like my favorite place in the entire world. So yeah. Thanks for asking about that, man. That was, it's uh, good to rehash that memory. Yeah. All right. So since we're talking good golf stories, just cause this always makes me laugh. Can you tell lat before we go, can you tell about when you qualified for the corn Ferry event and the weather switch when you were in college? Oh my God. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you you play, you play golf at Utah. And I played at U university of Utah and salt Lake has a, has a corn Ferry stop. And the, they don't even have this golf course anymore, which is kind of a, like kind of a shame, but it, it was called, I think it was called wing point. It was out by the salt Lake airport. It's this linksy style golf course. And I'm, I'm like, well, I'm like second or third group off, like such a good draw. I'm playing with, uh, I'm playing with Ricky Barnes's brother. I think it's, okay. I think it's Andy. Yep. And we're all, we all kind of get off to a good start. We're playing pretty well. The weather's perfect. It's great. And like salt Lake link style golf course out by the airport. Like it can get breezy, dude. We get on the back nine and I think I got it to like five under and i you like you just know like any corn fairy you know one day qualifier is you know a monday a monday you you gotta be seven you gotta be eight you gotta be nine like five's not sniffing right you have to be to have yeah yeah and at wing point you're like man i probably got to get to eight to like even get in a playoff so i'm pressing a little bit but i'm like i'm playing good i get we get to like 16 or 17 and like the, like, there's a little breeze that kind of kicks up, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, man, if, if I'm going to get it, like, I got to get it, you know? And I think I make par on 16, par on 17. We get to 18 and I'm, I think I was either five or six. We get to 18. I rip a drive and I hit this pitching wedge to like 40 feet. And I'm like, oh, you know, great go. job, yep. Ash. Yeah. We're, knocked her right on there. Good, good one. I was gonna say, I was gonna say your line. One of your Which lines. I, one of my famous Ashton lines is one of my favorite. I gotta ones. give credit to Eric Bailey. That's an Eric Bailey line. Yeah, knocked her right on there. Okay, okay, knocked her right on there. Knocked her right on there. Uh, in case, in case you want to use that with your buddies, uh, when they have a wedge in hand and they hit it to like fifty feet, you could just throw that right at them. It's always great. Knocked her right on there. So I, I step up over this putt, and it literally just falls perfect last roll right over the front edge and i shoot whatever i should six or seven under or whatever we're putting the flag in the <laughs> hole to walk off the green our group and the wind just like this gust of like 40 miles an hour comes roll ripping through and i'm like uh-oh so i go in so i end up making it it's blow it's gale force winds like all <laughs> afternoon everybody else out on the golf shoots course shoots a million the, yep just shoot, just, I mean, battling, like watching these guys come in off the, off the, off the 18th after battling through that wind was like, just everybody's dejected. They're just frustrated. They're angry, you know? And so, yeah, man. Um, so, and then I got in and, uh, I, dude, I got paired with, uh, I played the first two rounds with Tony P now when he was, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was Tony. Uh, yeah. Yeah, played with Tony Finau the first two rounds of the, did he hit it pretty short or not? Dude, he outdrove me and like, Granted, this this was before I really kind of picked up any distance. So, but dude, he was out driving me by like 140 yards. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on. No, 
I'm not exaggerating. There was there's a par five, so it's uh, Willow Creek Country Club is where they have the the event or where they had the event when I was when I was playing. And there's a par five. I want to say it's like it's like twelve or thirteen. I think something like that. It's a little. It's a dog leg left, dude. I hit this drive down there, and I've got like two, and I hit a good one. Yeah. Like I've got two twenty ish, dude. He he hit it over these bunkers like down he's got like 80 yards into this this hole like it was insane and i just i was like man this kid like this kid is special you ever, like, and he was it was he like was, ram, I mean, it was like ram hills flashback you know it's like it's dude oh my gosh yeah <laughs> but yes 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 so yeah man um such a cool like just a cool experience you know so yeah i know always always wish we'd have played better but it was fun when we got to do it uh ash appreciate the time uh we're both pro stream song check it out if you hadn't done it yet we're big fans of the place just wanted to have you on and chat about it because i mean you know i like doing these things because people ask you know what is it like going and what are the courses like and all those things and i'm like might as well record a podcast about it and you could just listen to it and hear random tony fee now out driving ashton wood stories you know <laughs> from uh what 2004 or something like that so uh yeah, yeah there you go there you go ashton appreciate the time thanks bake appreciate it buddy bye Alrighty, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. A lot of fun. Great catching up with Ash. Good to see him in 27 days, by the way. Got another golf trip coming up. Don't tell our wives. They might yell at us. But uh, that is it for this week's podcast. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, and also, check out the Ping Proving Grounds podcast. We've had a couple of awesome episodes as of late. That is absolutely worth your time. We will check back very soon.